step inside the forum and you enter one of the most expensive pieces of real estate in all the sports. And here in Los Angeles this evening, all roads lead to the forum. It is the hottest ticket in sports. Welcome back, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the War Report Radio Series. Today we are producing the NBA League Pass podcast only on the War Report. Uh, shout out to warreport.com, that is my website. Uh, follow me on all my social media handles. Twitter.com, War Report Radio, straight through. Instagram, war underscore report underscore radio. Um, we're going to get straight into this NBA League Pass podcast episode. We're going to do another update for the NBA playoffs. We've reached a point where we're still in the first round. Um, the uh, the series now shifts to the away team in the first round. So we're going to give you a little playoff update of what has happened since my last podcast. Which should not be a problem. I got NBA.com ready to go. We got the Warriors in the West. They're tied up one to one with the Clippers. You got the Rockets. They took a 2-0 lead against the Jazz last night. You got my squad. The Portland Trailblazers up 2-0 on OKC. And you got the uh, Nuggets who tied it up against the Spurs after losing game one in the West. Now headed to the East, you got the Bucks who pretty much dismantled the Pistons so far in that series. Uh, they should sweep the Pistons and uh, even though that sh- series now shifts to Detroit. Uh, you got Boston Celtics uh, up 2-0 against the Pacers. Um, I had that series going 6, but the way it looks... The way it looks... Uh, like right now, you know what I mean? I'm, I don't really trust Coach Nate McMillan uh, in the Pacers. He's more of a defensive head coach. He's bottled up Tyreek's game. I'm not sure what's going on with my boy Tyreek Evans, but he definitely kind of fell off. And uh, it's no surprise here to see the Celtics up too well. They defend their home court. The next game is going to be uh, the Sixers and Nets. They're tied up 1-1 as that series shifts to Brooklyn. And you got the Toronto Raptors tied up 1-1 uh, with the Magic as that series shifts to Orlando. I had that series uh, full sweep for to the, the Toronto Raptors, uh, but I failed to, you know what I mean, think about what Kyrie, uh, not Kyrie, but Kyle Lowry and his playoff woes continue, uh, especially in game one of the series. He just doesn't get it done in game one. Uh, he dropped a donut in game one, and uh, Orlando wind up winning on the road in game one uh, from a DJ Augustine, th- uh, pretty much game-winning three. Which was totally unexpected, uh, but you know what they say, man. The series does not start until the away team wins and the home team loses. So that means the Rockets series hasn't really started yet, and the Portland series hasn't really started yet. The Celtics series, the Bucks series has not started yet. All the series is tied up one to one as the series shifts to the away team getting their first home games. Um, what do you want to talk about as far as? These playoff matchups and, and what we've seen 
Uh, we can start with the first series, the Golden State and Clippers. I mean, for one, Golden State, they came out handled business game in game one. Game two, you know, the Clippers, they they came back and, and, and completed something that's never been done in NBA history. They came back from 31 points down and got a win in Golden State. You know what I mean? That's the biggest comeback win in playoff history. It must be noted. Uh, the Warriors right now, just from game film, they're having a real hard time start, uh, stopping the ball. Penetration from Lou Williams. They, they can't get a body on Lou Williams. Uh, Kevin Durant fouled. Uh, well, he didn't foul out, but I'm not sure. He got thrown out pretty much with Patrick Beverly. And I'm not even sure what that shit was about uh, as far as the whole KD versus Pat Bev situation right now. But looks like Pat Bev has, has gotten under his skin at least enough for, in game two to make KD pretty much a non-factor in crunch time. He, he did not play a lot of or any fourth quarter minutes to my knowledge. Um, and you, you got to thank Pat Bev for that. So shout out to Pat Bev. Uh, also, you got to note that DeMarcus Cousins, he went down with a playoff ending injury. He does not need surgery at this at this time. Uh, but yeah, DeMarcus Cousins in the Warrior uniform is pretty much done. And uh, there were some rumblings, you know, before the playoffs started as to would you take the Warriors or would you take the field in the NBA playoffs this year? And uh, you know what I mean? Obviously, they were going to go through. Uh, obviously, they were going to go through some turbulence, excuse me, um, and some, you know, what I mean, hardship to get to the finals again, and possibly three peat here, and win four and five years, which has never really been done before, and it ha it's been done before as far as the Celtics in like the '60s. But we're talking about modern NBA. The Golden State Warriors are on the verge of trying to do something that's never really been done. Four out of five years, championship rings. Uh, just an amazing run right now for Golden State. But, you know what I mean? They added DeMarcus Cousins in the offseason uh, this year, thinking that, oh, this will put us over the top even more. Now, you know what I mean? Pretty much game two of the playoffs, they're out with DeMarcus Cousins. He's not coming back. So that's a pretty much loss going forward. And... As this series ships off to L.A. in that Staples Center, you never know if the Clippers can come out and win Game 3, which is a possibility, you know what I mean, or win Game 4. I think this series goes back to Golden State tied up 2-2. I don't think um, the Clippers will be up 3-1 by, by the time of my next podcast. My next podcast is probably going to be around the Game 5s if some of these series actually reach a Game 5. I like, I'm not sure what's going on with the, the next series we'll, we'll get into real quick, which is the Rockets-Jazz. I mean, the Jazz are just being, doing a terrible job of defending the Rockets. The Rockets think that they're better than last year. Uh, they have every right to believe that they're better than last year. Uh, I mean, yeah, I did not expect the Jazz to be this bad in the playoffs, you know what I mean? Uh, maybe just the Rockets are really that good. So, uh, if, you, if, you, if you add that up, you know what I mean? Even if Golden State advances past the Clippers... Uh, they'll, they'll, they'll be advancing with a lot of torn armor, you know what I mean? With a, a lot of battles fought right here, right now in that, in that first matchup against the Clippers. So even if they get past the Clippers in the second round, they're going to have the Rockets, it looks like, waiting for them fully rested, ready to pretty much take them out. And now you don't have DeMarcus Cousins in the middle, clogging up the paint. And I just, I just have to wonder, you know, even if the, 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 the Warriors get past the Clippers right now, which is going to be a dogfight, might even go seven games, the way the Clippers actually play hard, the, the, the Clippers fall out, 
are, are playing harder than the Warriors. And they have players that play harder than the Warriors. You got Montrez Harold, you got Pat Bev. I mean, Gallinari showing up, Pat Bev is showing up. Um, who else do they got? The, the rookie, Gregorius Alexander is showing up. You know what I mean? The Clippers have an underrated roster as far as talent. And they have a great head coach in Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers might actually be a better coach uh, than Steve Kerr. You know what I mean? We never really seen Steve Kerr in, in any other situation other than the Warriors. So uh, that's pretty much hyperbole. You can't really speak on that too much. But as far as the Warriors getting back to the finals, I mean, even if they get past the Clippers, you know, it looks like the Rockets are going to be sitting right there ready for them, waiting for them. And we all know that James Harden, he kind of tires out around the Western Conference Finals. This year, he's going to get the Warriors in the semifinals, which he's going to be a little bit better rested. Who on the Warriors is going to seriously guard James Harden? I know you're going to try to put Clay on him, but the thing about James Harden is he's a pick-and-roll player. So if you put Clay on Harden, Harden's going to use the first screen, get Clay off of him, and then he's pretty much going to do whatever he wants to the second defender. I mean... The Warriors, man, losing DeMarcus Cousins was huge, man. I don't know if they get back to the NBA Finals without DeMarcus Cousins this year simply because he was the guy that put them over the top as far as talent-wise this year. You know what I mean? People talked about the Warriors being the top. Their starting five being the most talented starting five ever. Well, that's gone. They're not going to have that anymore. Let's go. We're going to decline this call. I'm not sure why people keep calling me uh, from unelicited numbers, but we're going to disregard that and continue the podcast next series you know what i mean i spoke on the jazz and rockets the rockets are just totally dismantling the jazz so it'll be interesting to see what happens in game three there if the jazz come out and show a pulse or you know what i mean they lose game three and pretty much get swept uh the next series is my game uh the portland trailblazers versus okc i was very confident in game one that portland was going to clown and come out and, and, and get that victory game two i was a little bit more skeptic you know what i mean the game two was kind of a not a must-win game for OKC because they haven't been on their home floor yet. But usually, uh, a lot of teams rebound in game two if they can't win game one and just show a better effort uh, overall. And OKC they did they did come out and play well in the first half, which was pretty much negated by uh, Dame Little in the second quarter. And you know what I mean, McCollum, man, McCollum and Ferguson is probably the biggest mismatch right now in that series. And OKC. It's interesting. Other than that year they went to the finals, they haven't been able to find that two guard to really play with Russ. You know what I mean? They, they've replaced kind of KD with Paul George in, in, in that three spot. But that two spot right next to Russ, because Russ is so ball dominant, they haven't found the right guy to really fill that role. And I think, and then I'm talking about years. They haven't found that guy for years. I, I remember they tried Kevin Martin immediately after James Harden. But, um, yeah, I think that that's what's hurting them right now in in this matchup. You know, CJ is just destroying Ferguson, who is like, a, it's like his first playoff series pretty much. First time being a starter in the playoffs. He's just destroying Ferguson from the OKC Thunder. And, and, and he's been the difference maker so far. I mean, Dame, he's obviously outplaying Russ right now. And there's a lot of question marks on Russell Westbrook and whether or not he's ever going to be able to play well in the playoffs without KD. He hasn't made it out of the first round without KD. And he's already down 0-2 right now against the Trailblazers this year. So that'll be three first-round exits since KD left. Just pointing that out there, as all the other NBA uh, pundits have. Um, 
But yeah, I, I just think that uh, if Portland is able to get one of these games in OKC, these are, these are two must-win games for OKC going back on their home floor. If they don't, if they don't return to Portland up to uh, tie two-two, man, Portland is going to close them out in five games, man, straight up and down. Now you got to talk about the Nuggets Spurs last series in the West for first round. Um, the Spurs, you know what I mean? They pretty much had a commanding lead in the in this in game two after winning on the road in game one. Until Jamal Murray finally stepped up and started hitting some shots. He had uh, 22 points, I think, in the second half, which is beautiful. Uh, and the Nuggets were able to, the you know what I mean, leave mile high. The Maha City uh, tied one to one. Now that series shifts over to San Antonio, and I really don't know. I don't know. I, this is not a really good matchup for the Nuggets. Their their youth is pretty much getting exposed here. They have a lot of talent, uh, but Jamal Murray, as far as playoff basketball is concerned, is their best option. Uh, Jokic is there, but Murray is going to be the guy. He is is going to be the leader offensively, uh, as far as the guy that you need to go and get a bucket. Murray is that guy, and if, if the San Antonio Spurs uh, can make adjustments on Murray, which I think they can do in games three and four, uh, don't be surprised. If the Spurs protect home floor, uh, their home floor in games three and four, I could definitely see the Spurs returning to Denver up 3-1. Denver saving face and winning game five just for the Spurs to take them out in game six. I think the Spurs, now seeing what I've seen in this matchup so far this, this year, uh, I could definitely see the Spurs advancing in, in game six. I got the Spurs in six now. I'm changing my, if I pick the Nuggets, I'm changing it. I got the seven seed advancing over the two seed right now in that matchup. I don't really believe in, in, in the Nuggets. And they've been a huge question mark all year, even though they shot out and had a great regular season. Now, as far as Portland OKC, still a lot of different things can happen. You know, Russ can find his mark and Paul George can find his mark. And you know what? All of a sudden, they come back to Portland tied 2-2. And then they win game game five. And now they're up. 3-2 to two going headed into OKC. You know what I mean? OKC can win the next four games, logically. So, always had this series going to seven, but I'm going to take Portland in seven still. That's still my adjustment. Uh, as far as the 4-5 matchup, Rockets, Jazz, I think the, 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 the Rockets escaped the Jazz with one victory in, in Utah and it finished them out in five. As far as this Golden State Clippers matchup, Man, this one might go at least six to seven games as well. I, I still have Golden State advancing, but the Clippers are going to give them everything they, get, they got. You know, the Clippers, everybody's pretty much writing them off as far as what they can and cannot do against this Golden State team. They know that. They're seeing the media counting them out. Doc Rivers is constantly telling this team, like, look, guys, everybody's already going to say that we're going to lose anyway, so we might as well go out there and give it our all. And I, I, I respect the way the Clippers are playing. But let's move on to the East now. As far as the first matchup, Milwaukee versus Detroit. Milwaukee should go into Detroit and handle business and sweep the Detroit Pistons. Alright, I got nothing else to say about that. As far as the Celtics, after seeing what I've seen in the first two games, the Celtics should actually go into Indiana against the Pacers and win games three and four. They should handle their business and sweep. I'm sorry, but the Pacers just don't have enough offensive foul firepower to contend with the Celtics in this playoffs. And neither do the Pistons with, as far as in respects to the Milwaukee Bucks. Moving right along into uh, the 76ers and Nets, which shifts to Brooklyn tonight. 
Um, I fully expect this series to still go seven games as far as my earlier prediction in the last podcast. Uh, yeah, I think this series is going seven. Neither of these teams are solid enough to really, you know what I mean, win games consecutively like that. Uh, they're two inconsistent teams. I feel like like the Nets have, have talent and they have better guard play than the, than the 76ers. And the 76ers have a better front court. So it's, 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 that's going to be a battle to see uh, what happens. I wouldn't be surprised if the Nets won tonight uh, against the 76ers and protect their home floor just to lose in Game 4 and have the series go back to Philly tied 2-2. Now, as far as the Raptors' magic, I fully expect the Raptors to uh, handle business in Game 3 and 4. And I'm going to change my prediction, obviously, because Orlando won one game. I had the Raptors sweeping. I still have the Raptors but in game five, they're going to win in five. Now, now that I did the playoff matchup, what else do I have to talk about uh, as far as headlines in the NBA? You got to talk about Zion Williamson. He declared for the NBA draft, the future number one pick in the NBA. Declared for the NBA draft. And uh, shout out to Tiger Woods. He won his first master. It has nothing to do with basketball. But I know my Uncle John out there, a.k.a. the stat guy, he said that Tiger Woods might be the athlete of the year. Just book it. And uh, I totally disagree with that logic. I think, if anything, Zion had a better year athletically than Tiger Woods did, even though Tiger Woods won the Masters. Uh, what else I have written down here? Uh, we got to talk about the Lakers head coach search. Uh, Ty Lue has been thrown out there. Monty Williams. Juwan Howard has been thrown out there. So I don't think the Lakers pull the trigger on Ty, Ty Lue. He was a former Los Angeles Laker and won championships with the Lakers. So that does count somewhat. Uh, and he's won with LeBron before. I think Tyloo would be a good matchup, but if things go wrong, you know what I mean, there could be a disaster waiting to happen. Maybe you go with, uh, and I don't know about Monty Williams either, because I think the team is going to wait too long to progress under Monty Williams. Monty Williams, you can't give Monty Williams a guard like Lonzo Ball and tell him to figure it out. I think if you give a Tyloo a guard like uh, Lonzo Ball, I mean, Lonzo Ball is really the key for the Lakers it, it, as far as the second option after LeBron, so the key is going to be who, who who can coach Lonzo, really, it's not just LeBron you got to throw in there, who's going to let Lonzo excel, because when Lonzo excels, the team does well, so I got more faith in Ty Lue to do that over Monty Williams uh, and Juwan Howard, uh, but I would not be surprised if the Lakers go with Juwan Howard, you know what I mean, get some new blood in there as head coach, they don't really have time to waste, but it is what it is, man, you got to talk about the Dane versus Russ controversy going on in the NBA right now if Portland is able to move on past OKC does this damage Russell's legacy as far as not really being in the top three point guards in the NBA and I'll get to a little I'll get to that in the forum a little bit later I think that's it for headlines so we can go right to the forum part of the show of the NBA League Pass podcast and real get real quick I will explain what the forum is the forum is when I go online and I check what people are talking about and I give answers to people's questions. So uh, the forum that I like to use is the Real GM forum, the general board. Shout out to the general board uh, on RealGM.com. We are tuned in to you guys and we are doing the forum. So the forum topic that I like from Real GM today was uh, Lillard versus Kyrie. Uh, you know what I mean? Where do you where do you stand as far as Lillard versus Kyrie in, in that matchup? And I could give you a pretty square answer, you know what I mean? I've watched Kyrie all of pretty much his career. And this year, I've pretty much watched all of the Blazers' home games, rather. 
And the reason why he Lillard's being compared to Kyrie right now is I think when you talk about the best point guard in the NBA uh, overall, I think you got to go Steph Curry. There hasn't been a better shooter to ever play the game. So Steph Curry is actually my the number one player in the league after LeBron to me. Um, if you don't go LeBron, you got to go Steph Curry as the, as the best player in the game right now. So with that being said, uh, supremacy for second best point guard in the league is pretty much up for grabs. Kyrie's name is in that in that pot, and Dame Lillard's name is in that pot. And before this year's playoffs, Russell Westbrook's name was definitely in that pot. Now I remember when I just talked about Dame versus Russ and how I would get to that on the forum section of the show. Um, the way the way things are looking right now in in this in this playoff matchup, I know it's only two games in, and, and, and things might change as far as the Raptors. I mean, excuse me, the Blazers Thunder matchup. If Portland is able to move past OKC, I think that without a shadow of the doubt, Russell Westbrook is catapulted over by Damian Lillard. You gotta throw Damian Lillard ahead of Russell Westbrook as far as top point guards in the league. Now, question is, is Damian Lillard actually better than Kyrie Irving? Now, from what I can say, as far as what Kyrie has accomplished thus far in the NBA, I can't I can't do that yet. I'm sorry. Dame is my guy. Dame is my guy. I get paid to watch Damian Lillard all year long. But he is not better than Kyrie Irving yet, nor has he done enough to really put himself over Kyrie Irving yet, I feel like. Damian Lillard, he's a complete stud. He's right there. I think he's right there, and he deserves to be mentioned with the Kyries and Steph Currys. He's definitely right there, but Kyrie has a ring. He's got that three-point shot over Steph to win it. I mean, multiple finals appearances. And Steph Curry, he's got pretty much two MVPs and, and three rings already. So there's no way Dame can, can, can really mess with that pedigree. But I think Dame has surpassed Russell Westbrook. Now, moving right on to the next forum topic. This is going to be a short show. Is Russell Westbrook still a top 15 player? And the answer is yes. Just to make it point blank for you guys, yes. Russell Westbrook is still a top 15 player. Is he still a top 10 player? He is not. I think he sits right in that 10 to 15 range in the NBA. Russell Westbrook is that guy in that 10 to 15 range. But he is not a top 10 player in the league at this current moment. Why? Why, you ask? You say he, he's averaged a triple-double for three straight years. What else can he possibly do? The thing is... Russell Westbrook, you know what I mean? He's getting all these triple doubles, but he, he's been sacrificing his scoring on the offensive end to a T a little bit. His scoring is, is down from when he used to lead the league in scoring. That that Russell Westbrook, when he used to lead the league in scoring, was a little bit more aggressive, you know what I mean, as far as finding his own shots and just going straight mid-range, pull-up jumpers, and that old Russ that we used to know as far as getting his buckets and then figuring everything else out out later you know what I mean I think Russ is confused to think that you know what I mean as far as sharing the ball with his teammates and getting others involved early and then just trying to turn it on late which is what he's been trying to do of late he thinks that that's the game maturity that people are looking for in him and and he's part right but he's also part wrong you know at some point in time he's gonna have to be he's gonna have to get that mama mentality back and just go for 40 straight up and he's still capable of doing that, but I haven't seen Russ go for 40 in a long time. 
just to keep it real when the last time you really seen Russ get 45 or get oh he did it in the regular season against the against the Trailblazers true 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 and that's what I'm saying he's more than capable of doing it but he's got to do that in the playoffs man Russell Westbrook that that can get you 45 points that Russell Westbrook has, has got to show and, and and I'm still confident in his ability to do that and that is why he is still a top 15 player in my eyes you know what I mean? I'm not going to count out the top 15 players in the league. Russell Westbrook, he sits in that 10 to 15 range, but he is not a top 10 player anymore. Now, let's talk about something that uh, First Take was just uh, talking about today on uh, their show with Stephen A. Shout out to Stephen A. And his new contract in Max Kellerman. <sighs> Excuse me. Uh, but let's talk about it. They were talking about, would you rather have Giannis in these playoffs or Kyrie in these playoffs? And... I remember talking to people on Twitter this year over this, and you know what I mean, Stephen A. Shout out to Stephen A. Because we tend to agree on a lot of our points, and he's all he's constantly getting things right in my eyes. And the answer between Giannis and Kyrie, who would you rather have? And we won't have to probably wait long for this series to happen because uh, the one and four seed is bought the Bucks versus Celtics, so we should be seeing that real soon next round. Uh, but the the answer is, you know, you got to take Kyrie over Giannis. You know, Kyrie is just more proven. G- and Giannis has to rely on inside scoring and dunks too often for him to be a- effective pretty much in crunch time in my eye. You know what I mean? The Celtics last year were good enough to take out the, the, the Bucks. So, and that also has to be taken into consideration. If, if, if What happened last year? The Celtics took out the Bucks. Period. You know what I mean? Now, the Bucks, you know what I mean? They made some improvements. Got Brooke Lopez. Middleton has stepped up. Um, you know what I mean? The Bucks have a have a more talent this year, I, I would say. But the Celtics probably have more. Uh, the Celtics don't have that length that they're going to be dealing with with the Bucks in the second round. But at the end of the day, if I'm down by four points with three minutes left, you know what I mean? You can't tell me that you'd rather have Giannis over Kyrie. And, and that's what the playoffs are all about. So just to answer your question, yes, Giannis is is a great MVP candidate. And he had a better overall season than Kyrie Irving. But when it comes down to the playoff basketball and it's crunch time, I fully expect the Celtics to beat the Bucks as the four seed this year. And I'm just throwing that out there. Next forum topic. Uh, we got to talk about the Joe Embiid elbow, flagrant one, and the fake apology that he gave to the Brooklyn Nets. And whether that's fair or foul. And, and my answer is this, you know, Embiid, it could have been a, easily a flagrant two foul that tossed him out of the game, and that might have been an entirely different game or whatever the case may be. But I like Embiid's attitude to show no remorse. I mean, you don't know anybody anything in this life, period. So, you know what I mean? As far as playing the game and Jared Allen, you know what I mean, going down and he getting elbowed in the nose by a very powerful man at Embiid, look, bro. Uh, there's nothing you can really do about that but move on, you know, and chalk it up to the game because it's a part of the game, straight up and down. There's nothing you can really do about it, man. What can you say about that, man? Seriously. But yeah, now that I broke down all the NBA stuff that's going on, I just want to give you guys a little NBA podcast, League Pass podcast update on the War Report radio series, man. This is Jared Adams tuned in. Shout out to WarReport.com. Go check out my website, WarReport.com. I'm about to fully upload all videos to WarReport.com and just slice them and take them from instagram and rework all my social media stuff this this week hopefully so yeah make sure you guys tune into that my instagram is war underscore report underscore radio 
My Twitter page is War Report Radio Straight Through. This is your gracious host, Jared Adams speaking. And uh, we're going to sign off, man, just like that, man. Peace.